the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. Why are things improving? Uh, why have things improved? And, and the largest improvement in human well-being occurred during the 19th century. The largest improvement of human well-being occurred during the Industrial Revolution, where we went from being, uh, you know, basically life expectancy of, of, of uh, in the 30s, uh, dirt poor subsistence farmers eating uh, everything we consumed, or sorry, eating everything we produced, uh, having no surplus, no vacations, no time off, no recreation, nothing. That was the 18th century and before. Three dollars a day, somewhere around that, was was income in today's dollars was income of uh, almost everybody on the planet. Everybody living in poverty. Everybody on the planet. Ninety plus percent of all people on the planet living in poverty. Two. By the end of the Industrial Revolution, in Western Europe and the United States, basically most people being rich in comparison to what had existed before. Electricity, running water, the beginnings, the beginnings of air flight, technology, all, all these things are starting. That, that's the biggest jump in human well-being, the biggest leap. Now, we've seen a huge leap over the last 30 years because places like Asia have benefited from all the knowledge and all the success of the, of the West – and have implemented very, very quickly, um, and and the results are astounding, astounding over there. You have to go to China to appreciate just how astounding the progress has been, just how unbelievably good uh, life is there in comparison. You, you go to rural China where they're still very, very poor, and you go to places like that, Shanghai, and it just blows your mind. Uh, and again, the question is, what makes all that possible? And I think the best way to look at this, you can look at it historically, and, and, and you'll get a kind of a political answer, and a political answer is important, but there's a more fundamental answer, and, that, and, uh, answer, and that's to look at your own life. Look at your own life and ask the question, what makes my life better? What improves my life? W when the things get better, when do things get worse? What are the principles by which I can evaluate just from introspecting over my life? Even if you're young, you can do this. What can I do introspecting to my own life to tell whether things, you know, what causes things to improve and what causes things to decline? What causes things to, to, for me to be able to get a better job, to make more money? to live a better life, just broadly, what things do I do as an individual that impact my life one way or the other? And, and can I generate any principles from this? And the answer is yes, you can. And the best way to learn about the world is to look at lots of examples and integrate that and, and, and figure out the principle behind them. And, and if you look at your own life, if you introspect about, again, the good stuff and the bad stuff, what you discover is that, you know, well, I'll ask you, what leads to good stuff? When do you succeed and when do you fail? Is there a principle to all the times where you succeeded and to all the times when you failed? Well, let's start with the failure. 
What leads to individual failure? When do we fail? And I would, I would suggest this. I would propose this, that human failure is always a consequence. Now, failure that is self-generated, not failure where somebody else comes and clubs you over the head and your life's a failure because they just basically killed you or, or maimed you or whatever. But when it's self-inflicted, when it's self-failure that's sustained, Sometimes we fail, and then we learn from that failure, and we grow from the failure. But real failure, what leads to it? And I, and I think you can see universally, you can see in almost every case, you can see it across the board. Failure is a result of acting on emotion, not thought. Acting on emotion, letting our emotions dictate truth, letting our emotions dictate action. That's when we fail. We fail when we don't think it through. We fail when we don't consider all the aspects, all the consequences of a decision and action that we take on. Failure almost always is there when reason is absent, when rationality is absent or limited. Failure is there predominantly when people act on emotion, act on whim, act without thinking. Failure is there when people evade, when people don't consider everything purposefully, when they look away because the facts might be uncomfortable. That is what leads to failure, to disappointment, to depression, to failure in life. What leads to success? When you look around the world, or around your neighborhood, or around your industry, who are the successful people, the most successful people? Now, I know some people are going to say luck. But when you actually examine people's lives, yeah, luck plays some role. Uh, you know, the best example of this is, is, is lottery right? There's this big lottery jackpot, $750 million. You could win it. What happens to most people who win the lottery? It turns out, study after study show, that they live miserable, pathetic lives, that they lose a lot of the money, that they don't enjoy it, that, 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 that they, they land up handing it out to distant relatives, or they just invest it badly and they lose it, or they keep it. But they're just miserable because it turns out that money doesn't buy you happiness. Not completely. Money in and of itself buys zero happiness. You know what buys happiness? Making money. Producing stuff. Earning it. That's what leads to happiness. So if you look at successful people, it's not about luck. Luck is fleeting. Luck doesn't give you the satisfaction of truly earning, and therefore luck is not what leads to success. Again, you, you can be rich, but not successful, because success is not about money. Success is not about prestige. Success is about happiness. It's about fulfillment. It's about flourishing. That's what real success at life is. It's about living a good life, enjoying it. Without conflict, without stress, you know, stress, a healthy stress, but without, you know, this internal constant conflict. Ayn Rand called happiness the state 
of non-contradictory joy, where you're joyous and there's no conflict within that is oppressing that joy. So it's not the joy of, oh, I won the lottery, yay! It's a joy of, I've lived a good life. I've made my life good. I've made some money. I've lived well. So if you look at people who are really successful, people who are truly successful, what has led to that success? What leads to a life of happiness, a life of sustained, non-contradictory joy? What makes it possible? What makes it possible to innovate? What makes it possible? All the good in the world. Where does it actually, actually come from? If the negative is true. The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand.